You are listening to Two Monicas in a Microphone, a podcast about nothing serious, seriously. Recently on Two Monicas in a Microphone. We've touched a little bit, I feel like, on this next topic, this next category of villain. I think every one of the villains has this, but these two have it more than anyone else. And I will just call them ego maniacs. <laughs> Welcome to part two of Disney villains. I don't know any other way to describe how these two people act. And they're also not magical and they don't have any familial relationship to anybody. All right. Who are we talking about? Cruella DeVille and Gaston. Oh, Cruella is another one of my favorites with her crazy hair. Yeah. I seem to like the ones with like white hair. <laughs> yeah. And what color eyes does she have? I don't know. Green? Green. Oh, yes. Okay. So there's that. Yep. And Ursula you know is the lone woman of the bunch that we went through that does not have green eyes. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's conspiracy for sure. Definitely. Well, one reason I love Cruella is because I love fur. <laughs> not that I would ever, you know, skin puppies to make a fur coat, but I just think like when she shows up in that big poofy oh, fur yeah. with the quite wild, crazy hair, smoking a huge long cigarette, it just, I'm like, that is so funny. And I would do all of that except for the cigarette. I love how she shows up and pretends to be a friend and she's just really not. It's like somebody who you went to college with who was totally awful back then. And then today wants to show up and pretend like that they're your friend because you have something that they want. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And I love the way that she talked. Darling. Dear sweet Anita. And her cheekbones are intense. Aren't they though? (laughs) Yes. And she's so, you talk about horrible deeds. Okay. So obviously she wants to kill puppies. That's bad. But even the way she treats her henchmen, she's like just awful to people. She's so mean. Oh, (laughs) she's so mean. She has the worst road rage. (laughs) Oh yeah, she does. Oh, but her car is amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's got it. I mean, she definitely has a lot of wealth and she likes to flaunt it, but... Does she really get punished? I think is a is a question that I have. I mean, um, maybe you know, she doesn't get what she wants, but was she ever punished? I don't think she ends up in jail, but there is a hit song that now plays on the radio called Cruella DeVille. So her name is Mud. That's right. You're right. Yeah. That's true. Wow. Wonder if she Cruella, decided Cruella, to... Uh, to go after him. That's in uh, 107 Dalmatians is when he gets the lawsuit. <laughs> oh God, they had more dogs. No, I'm totally teasing and making oh, okay. that up. <laughs> Welcome to Monica and Monica for the past 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. All right. I mean, cause I, I've seen it a million times. I love it. Yeah. The music is great. And then oh, they have the, the, music. Gr- the Great Dane. 15 yeah. Dalmatian puppies stolen. Oh, I love, I love the doggy movies. I know we're not doing Disney movies. I know, I know everybody, but the doggy movies are just the best. Disney did a good job. I think so. 
And so Gaston, Paul and I talk about Gaston a lot. I don't know why, just because he's like, he's just, he thinks he deserves it. He thinks he deserves Belle. He's not even going to ask her for permission to do anything. And there's not necessarily a kingdom he's trying to take over. He just wants to be top dog. Yes. And he incites people. Well, there's so many bad things that he does. He just is, he's just toxic in so many ways. And he makes fun of Belle's dad, which is just cruel. Mm -hmm. He is clearly some sort of weird womanizer, although we don't have to see any of that played out. Uh, He gets people with pitchforks to go kill the beast. He doesn't even know anything about the beast. Why are you trying to kill him? Especially after saying that that guy was crazy for saying there's a beast. And obviously he's arrogant. Oh, he drinks way too much beer. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding because that whole scene is like a bunch of beer. But yeah, he's the worst. And he just wants to be the big top dog, a big fish in a little pond. Definitely. Big man on campus. Yeah. And I think the only reason he was into Bella all is just because she wasn't into him and he could not handle that well and she was the prettiest right well yeah obviously definitely the prettiest but she didn't even she could not get her nose out of that book he ends up being eating his demise by falling off of the side of the castle after he goes to kill the beast oh i'd forgotten that it's another one of those things much like with the evil queen is kind of like nature gets to him yes yes i believe it's raining out and he slips on the wet castle and falls to his demise so i did look it up i would like for everyone to know while he is a brunette i couldn't confirm that he has green eyes (laughs) i no i think his eyes are brown Yeah, they are actually. I did look up every single person's eye color. (laughs) I had a chart earlier, but I had to to cut some people out. So other green eyed villains that we won't be getting into are also have red hair. And those would be Prince Hans from Frozen. Yes, Prince Hans. And Madame Medusa from The Rescuers. They also have green eyes, but they have red hair, which I think just traditionally go together. Hey, parent friends, Monica and I want to take a break and ask you a few questions. Do you struggle to get your children to listen? Uh Uh-huh. Do you desire your home to be a place of peace, not stress? Yes. Do you feel like everyone else has it figured out but you? Who doesn't feel this way? I don't know because I definitely feel this way at least once a week. But Monica, we're not here to talk about another episode. We're here to tell our friends about a great resource, Kristen Schmoke, Parent Coach. She does live online coaching for overwhelmed parents who are looking to create harmony in the home. I've read her reviews and she's incredible. Monica, you've used her before, right? I have. You and I have laughed together over the last 18 months about my struggles as a parent of two small kids. It felt like I had been underwater for a couple of years dealing with their emotions when Kristen came back into my life. I had no idea I was doing things backwards by trying to teach them to calm down in the middle of a meltdown. So the next time I became frustrated, I reached out to her. She's so calm and reassuring and really knows a lot about communication and kids, thanks to her training as an early education teacher and as a mom of four herself. 
During our session, she helped me understand the behavior I found frustrating was probably just a reaction to all the change we had in 2021. I took her advice, took a deep breath, and didn't focus on the behavior, and our issue is improving. That's incredible. I love it. I don't know if you know this, but I've reached out to Kristen before as well when I've needed help with Lillian's middle school drama, and she's been amazing. Friends, if you'd like to check out what Kristen has to offer and learn more about her coaching and how it can improve your family life, please go to kristenschmokecoaching.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-I-N-S-C-H-M-O-K-E coaching.com. You can also find the link in this episode's notes. Check out her reviews and book a free coaching call and start becoming the parent you've always wanted to be. Now back to the show. I see here you have goobers listed. (laughs) Also known as the henchmen. So we have talked all about these really great villains, but so many of the villains have these little sidekicks. Do any of the henchmen out there come to mind for you that were like your favorite? And a lot of them, I think, um, add comic relief. Yeah, I mean, you have Jasper and Horace listed. And they were like buffoons. You know who they remind me of? Who? Have you ever seen, I'm just kidding. Everyone has seen this. Home Alone. Oh, yeah. The robbers. Oh, I see it. That's it just exactly reminds me are. of them. Tall, skinny one, little round one. Well, and then, of course, we can't forget the evil stepsisters, Anastasia and Drizella. And even though they are about the only sidekicks who are women, they are still goobers. They are still goobers. Who's LaFoe? LaFoe is Gaston's, and he is from Beauty and the Beast. And then there's a Mr. Snoops who is from The Rescuers. He is Madame Medusa. And they're all just goofy, and they're not necessarily smart, and they always tend to blunder. And they all almost have the same type of bulbous nose. They do. I don't know if it's Jasper or Horace, but one of them is bulbous, if you will. And even with Anastasia and Drizella, mm-hmm. they've got the bulbous going on. Now, Maleficent, she had some goons, but they were like, it's so strange. They're they're like humanoid. They were like these gigantic vultures that could talk and use their wings. Like They remind me of Robin Hood characters, actually. But her goons were like that. And they were goofy. They're just such goobers. And they can never do anything right. And they they all have to be yelled at. (laughs) It's true. Give them a plan. They will mess it up. So the other type of sidekick out there for most of the villains that we went into are their animal nemesis. And I just wonder what the stories would look like without these characters. You know, they add so much that, for instance, Jafar. Who is his sidekick? Yago. Yeah. Oh, Yago. And I love how he tries to pretend like he's not in on it at the end when he gets pulled into the genie's bottle. It's just great. (laughs) He is such a jerk. He's definitely a funny character Mm -hmm. and he talks. So when you go back to some of the other ones, like Rusefi or Lucifer the cat, he doesn't talk. Yes, you're right. He doesn't. He's awful though. He's much like the crocodiles from the rescuers who I think then went on to inspire the two, two people, two people, the two little animals you brought up earlier, Flotsam and Jetsam from the Little Mermaid. They were so gross. Do you remember when they, they're like slinking around her and like they're 
pails go over her shoulders. Oh, it's disgusting. I'm I mean, apparently are, disgusted. Uh, fish, okay? And I am fish too. <laughs> 100. I am clearly disgusted when people touch other people's shoulders, apparently. I got a thing about that. <laughs> Okay, so there's one on here that I don't see. Who? The crocodile from Peter Pan. Yes, the crocodile. So I love that little crocodile, but he is not a sidekick. He no, is actually he's a nemesis to Captain Hook. Yes. And remember, like when he comes up, because he tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, tick And there's the song. Yeah, because he had swallowed the, the clock. <laughs> I love it. I love him so much. He's so fun. Then we have Diablo, who is Maleficent's raven, and he is basically a narc. I mean, he is always going into the forest and telling her what Sleeping Beauty is up to. What a total creeper. The other thing about these little poor animals is yes, they're mean and they do mean things, but the villains are always mean to them, except That's for true. Diablo, but they always get some sort of abuse, if you will, bonked on the head or, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. I think Lucifer just got lots of kitty snuggles. And while I am a cat lover, no, Lucifer would not be in my house. Um, He would if you had all those mice running around. But again, there's the sinister cats. There's a whole list of cats that are demonized. Oh, how funny. <laughs> in Disney, it's really funny. And you'll probably be hard pressed to find a dog who's mean. Yes, because dogs are the best. I know that the animals are not as big of a part of the villain story, but I really don't think some of the villains would be the same without them. No, it's important to have a good sidekick. Yes, or someone to blame everything on and laugh at. Right. Okay. The comic relief, you know? Yeah. Now, I do have one honorable mention. A lot of people are probably like, Monica, I can't believe you didn't say this classic villain. And that is the Queen of Hearts from Alice in Wonderland. Oh, yeah. She's awful. <laughs> oh, she is awful, right? But the reason we're not exploring her today is much like why we aren't exploring Maleficent. And that is because she's going to get her own time when we finally do break down Alice in Wonderland. So once we're ready to do that episode, she'll get her due. But right now... Um, She's just getting an honorable mention because there's no way that I can't talk about her. That'll be a good episode. Oh, it will. I think that comparing and contrasting the story and the book versus Disney's take on it or anyone else's and how it's influenced the goth movement. Oh, there's so much I have to say <laughs> about Alice in Wonderland. That's why she get. that's why one day she'll be getting her own episode. Well, I look forward to that. And also, you know, who else deserves her own episode personally speaking? Who? Tell me if you agree. Little Red Riding Hood. Um, well, if you haven't, you must not have seen how much she's influenced pop culture. And that's just, that's another thing that's been really, Alice in Wonderland and Little Red Riding Hood have had a lot of influence. Okay. Yeah, they really have. I'm looking forward to doing that episode one day too. But this does conclude today's episode. I have absolutely enjoyed breaking down all the classic Disney villains with you. Okay, okay. that was fun. That was fun. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and letting us be part of your day, whether that's folding socks, driving to work, or getting in your cardio. We're happy to provide you with entertainment about nothing serious, seriously. Don't forget to subscribe or follow our podcast so you never miss an episode. If you're loving it, leave a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. You can follow us on Instagram at 2MonicasPodcast. That's with the number two. Access extended show notes and more at our website, 2 
www.thepurposeofgiving.com. Love this episode? Hit that share button and send to a friend who'd like it too. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next episode of Two Monicas in a Microphone. Awesome. That was fun. Our shows would be nothing without the music. We are so thankful for filmmusic.io, so let's give credit where credit is due. Music credits belong to Kevin McLeod, Evil Plan, Blockbuster Atmosphere 6, and Monkeys Spinning Monkeys. We also have music provided by Alexander Nakarada as Red Baron's Theme.